Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Weiss. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas. Welcome to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Scott's Lease Trailers and Pickup Outfitters here on this wacky Wednesday. Glad to have you along. <laughs> what are you giggling at? Just looking at all you guys. <laughs> and laughing? It's wacky Wednesday. Rude. Aaron? Is it not wacky Wednesday? It is wacky Wednesday. Okay. You're setting the tone for it, Stephanie. Do you have something wacky coming up for us at the bottom of the hour? I could tell you something, but it has nothing to do with sports. Uh Uh-oh. All right, let's do it. I'm in. All right, I'll tell you. Go for it. Right now? Yeah. So 50 cents. I imagine the bottom of the hour (laughs) is going to be sports. So So 50 cents is like a huge L.A. Laker fan, right? I think he's 50 cents. singular. There's only one, just Uh, like Whatever. Stephanie. It's not 50 cents. (laughs) Whatever, 50 cents. Is he a huge Laker fan? Yeah. I, sure. I mean, he grew up in New York, I was about so to naturally. Say, he from the I'm, Bronx? I mean, naturally, <laughs> I'm sure I mean, he, he might be a Knicks fan, but I think he yeah. like, likes LeBron. I don't and blame him that. for not being a Knicks that, fan. That They're terrible. Probably just, okay, well, there's two things. So he has decided that he is not going to have relations anymore. I don't know if I can say the S word on the air. Yeah, we got what you meant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he wants to be focused on his career, and that will just take up too much of his time. <laughs> I I often so, have that problem myself. Needless to say, <laughs> needless to get say, anything done. needless to say, the candy shop is closed. Okay. And <laughs> there are more celebrities doing this, by the way. I know. Well, this good. Is, I don't know why. Is that, well, yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's just, I guess. it's trending. But um, but it, it did say this morning that LeBron James and Bronny. Mm-hmm. Have signed Uh-oh. an agreement with Fanatics Collection to be on a unique trading card coming ah. out soon. And there's LeBron- probably going to be there. There will be at least one of one card, and that mm-hmm. thing is going to be worth lots of big money. Bucks. Lots of money. Did you see LeBron said he thinks his son could play for the Lakers right now? He's right. The of Lakers course. are terrible. He's like the he's like the eighth guy in the rotation for a 500 USC team, and he's like, I mean, he could play right now. Well, you know, is there any team in sports that has more like true bandwagon fans than the Lakers? Like, I, I know people I, like to say the Cowboys a lot. I don't think the Cowboys and, have a ton of bandwagon fans. Most I of think, the Cowboys fans, I think I think Cowboys fans are from, fans from out of town. I think is what they're mixing it up with. Right. If you'd agree but, with that, and like, but they're all over the place. But they're serious. And they're real hardcore fans. fans. Yeah. yeah. And I'll even give the Yankees some fans credit are, with that too. But the Lakers, I don't even know if they have a fan base. I think you're right. I like think LA's they have the biggest bandwagon down. of any they, professional franchise. They have fans when they're winning. I mean, Everybody, I guess. I, I, they I, do. They have fans when they're winning. When they're not winning, they you know. 
I don't know. I don't even like the like. I don't even know if I like basketball really. I don't, I can't even play. You it. are our L.A. contact here. I 70. am the L.A. contact and the San Francisco contact. She's but. from the stick. She's not from <laughs> L.A. proper. I, no, I'm kidding. No, I, I grew up in. I grew up in North Dallas, oh, but I went South. to college in L.A. My career in radio yeah. and television yeah, you've got started LA. You've got in LA. L.A. Yeah, but I don't know. But what Aaron? I'm gonna agree with Aaron that Dallas Cowboy fans. They're true whether they win or they lose. Well, I mean, you at get, least they're serious. They're annoying, but serious. They're total annoying. Yes. I'll you can go that. into any stadium that the Cowboys are in, and they're going to have an abundance of fans. Yeah. Yep. No matter where they play. Yep. And that's just the way it is. And it's not, I don't think it's that way for all sports franchises. As you mentioned, the Yankees probably are close to that. Yeah. I mean, they have in a basketball, lot of I don't know that there baseball. is one. In basketball, um, that that has well, yeah, not Celtics. to that extent, but the Celtics, Celtics. would be the one. I mean, Celtic. not to the extent of the Cowboys, though. I no, have to but agree, as but. far as and I mean, that's look, I'll brag now, on it a little back, bit. That's Boston, go, man. If, you go anywhere that they're playing in a road arena, you're gonna have plenty of Boston fans. There. But also, I mean, I think if you go back to the '80s, it was a different story because oh, yeah. everywhere you went in the '80s, it was Lakers, Celtics. Yes. I mean, yes. those were the two teams those were in the, the two NBA. Iconic. Like, that was it. That was, was it. So great. That was such a great decade for the NBA. It was. Oh. Those. Uh, and then the Pistons started coming in, uh, and the yeah. Bulls followed and that. The Jordan's Bulls. Yeah. So I I was big. Vinny into, Johnson's Pistons. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was big into the NBA in the eighties. I really was. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I went to some games and stuff, but my heart and my soul was football. Would you go to the Forum back in the day? Did I? Mm-hmm. I even saw Madonna there. Oh, whoa, whoa. Hey. Hey, now. <laughs> You're a rock star. <laughs> Is that a Madonna song? I, I, no, I, it I just think, came to my head. But for the, for the NBA, that was the, that was the heyday of mm-hmm. the NBA, in my opinion. Sure. I can agree with that. It's a Celtic fan. So, I remember it mm-hmm. fondly. Yeah. The 80s. No, you don't. <laughs> when Jordan, you remember watching it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I have watched a lot of it on YouTube, Ward. A lot of it. And when Jordan was with the Bulls and all that, mm-hmm. I actually met him in San Francisco. Really? And I didn't realize it was him. And I was like, you sure are tall. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure got a lot of people around you, Mike. You know what? It's Mike, right? <laughs> that surprises me absolutely zero percent we were in a club i was clubbing so i was like and that surprises your... me zero percent too he's a nice guy that's a big guy and shooting dice like, in the corner and his his posse they're like do you know who you're talking to and i'm like does he know who he's talking yeah to? yeah <laughs> Woo! yeah here you go yes that's the right answer i thought i was all that in a bag of chips but no i he's introduced she was he a goes, larry bird fan that was it no, no. doesn't even know what to say no, I, but anyway, so he, we shook hands and I was like, I mean, his hand was as big as my face. That checks out. Mm-hmm. He's huge, but he's a nice guy. All right. He's a nice, nice guy. guy. Anyways, right. <laughs> I, I can see that. On nice guy, Michael Jordan. We know Michael that now. Jordan. Can we get him on the show? I don't have his number anymore. Uh, <laughs> anymore. Anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> oh, man. I could talk 80s NBA. Want to make it an 80s Ooh, NBA I could show? tell you some story from the 80s, Cam. <laughs> On the air? No. no. <laughs> this is no, a family no, show. No, 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 no. <laughs> Besides, Scott's listening, so I have to be <laughs> Oh, my. And my dad. 50 cent, though. 50 cent, yeah, that's, yeah. Poor guy, I guess. 
focusing still, on his career. I don't know no, what his career is. I'm not is trying to be rude. Days. Is he still relevant? No. No. Okay. No. He's trying to be relevant. I mean, he again. hasn't put out a single is, that I could know kinda, in 15 well, years. Yeah, he's he's still revered as oh, like yeah. one of the godfathers of yeah. hip hop. But yeah, no, he's he doesn't put out new music, and he's, people are like, "Oh, the new 50 Cent single no. drop." I mean, I didn't even know nobody he's still cares. recording. I mean, yeah, didn't he cares. try to go acting? Am I wrong? Wouldn't he's, that, he's been in he's quite been a in few some movies. Things. Yeah, he's been it's in a bad. few, but not it's like Nelly. I mean, Nelly Nelly's career is still going strong. They all look up to Ice Cube in terms of rappers becoming. That and LL Actors. Cool J. Actors, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a better one. LL Cool J. So I was going to say, like, Ice Cube is not a high bar, but Ice LL Cool J is fun. On, Ice T, SVU, yeah. SVU for, yeah, 20 years. Yeah. And I don't count Will Smith. He's an actor who also put out rap albums. Right. I and think he, he was actor first, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, friends. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about Will Smith the other day. <laughs> is there anyone, I, and I don't, I'd have to really think through and find the actual movies, but it feels like that guy fails with Oscar bait movies more than anybody. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I was watching that Ali movie, and that's what made me think of it. It's an okay movie. I think the best one was at no point do you it. forget it's Will Smith and think yes, it's Muhammad Ali. Yes, yes, and it's that's not that's a great. A, that's a failure. Yeah, it it's really not is. a good and and. and and the concussion movie and the seven pounds movie. <laughs> These are just classic what December, about happy January. Life movie? Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. But yeah. for every one of those, there's like three or four of these other ones that oh, come out perfect Oscar bait time. But he keeps getting the chances. They think, well, this is an Oscar bait movie. We should have Will Smith in this. Man. And he's not even that bad an actor, but I mean, he's a fine actor. But some <laughs> of these were just, fl- I mean, Ali stinks, Ed. He just stinks in that it, movie. Really? And he got nominated for an Oscar. It's and that concussion incredible. movie was laughable. That I was mean, terrible. It was so bad. And, I mean, look, it's not like it was going to be See, this don't huge even think great piece either. of journalism. But, like, it could have been What's the last movie that Will to, Smith did? I don't know. I don't Anyway, Slapped Chris Rock. Yeah. I mean, what was that? What, was, what did he I mean, win the Oscar for? And that's your entertainment oh, report oh, on the Oh, you know what it was? Box. It was that, that weird movie about uh, Venus and Serena Williams' dad. Oh, where he played their dad? Yes, it was. Have you guys seen and that? Then movie? Immediately ruined his career. It's bizarre. Blew up his it, career. I don't know, ruined it. But. And someone had a joke that night, which it must have been Chris Rock. It was hilarious, but it was like, what oh, great way slapped. to promote the feminism movement uh, to make this movie about the two greatest female King tennis Richard. players ever? The name of the their movie. dad. Yeah, King <laughs> Richard dad. played. Hey, well, at least Richard he's been Williams. in two sports movies. He's been in a couple. Yeah, he's been in a couple. I mean, I'm just movies. saying. It's amazing that three. even like like Will Smith is a really good actor. Yes, yeah, so one of the best ever, actor. but he's really good. And Mark Warburg isn't, but he's an okay actor. But <laughs> like, it's amazing how they can be really bad actors in movies, like like Mark Wahlberg in The Happening or Will Smith. Oh, oh. Will Smith in Concussion. They were both just terrible in those roles. How could they not look at the dailies and go, "This isn't working"? But yeah, when you're surrounded by people who tell you you're nothing, yes, right? Yeah, they're just surrounded by yes, <laughs> yeah. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> Let's bring it back. <laughs> Big 12 basketball last night. How about Iowa State? 57-53 over yeah. number two, Houston. You called it yesterday, Cam, said Iowa State has a chance to get it done on their home floor. That's a tough place to play. Make no mistake Real about tough. it. But Houston didn't play very well No, I mean, last night when you're all. talking about the Big 12, Allen Fieldhouse, number one, comfortable. Mm-hmm. Number two is Hilton Coliseum mm-hmm. for my money. And they're probably pretty comfortable before number three. Um, I watched just a bit of the end of this game, and Houston was just out of whack offensively. And, I mean, credit that to Iowa State. And, you know, I didn't feel good about it, Ward. 
I saw it and I thought, you know, that's great. Number two goes down. That's another conference foe that's ahead of you in the rankings going down and whatever. But for your conference, that's a bad loss. And it's and it's not good for Baylor because I think Iowa State is a good team and they beat Baylor three times last year. Mm-hmm. And now I've got them with the momentum of beating Houston, who I do think is a national championship contender still. That's scary. Scary. Yeah, I agree. And this is what it's going to be, though, this conference. It, <laughs> I don't even know if there's going to be, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak in one one seed in the tournament because everyone's just going to be beating the crap out of each other. Well, and that's the problem with this conference. Not that it's a problem, but it's a problem. It, yeah, it's a yeah. good problem to have. And when you're the best conference and the most parallel conference in the country, you just chew each other up throughout the season and just hope you can survive to the finish line and then get into the tournament and make some noise. Yeah. But where are you going to land in the tournament? That's where the problem becomes because you're going to be a lower seed with a higher seed just because you just beat each other to a pulp during your conference play. And sometimes to be the best conference, that's not a good thing going into the NCAA tournament. And it hasn't been the last couple of years. Uh, No Final Four team last year for the first time in like four or five years. But the teams that you expect to make the deep runs of the tournament have not done it in the Big 12 the last few years. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe it is better for something like the SEC, who now is sending teams to the Elite Eight and Final Four, which they never did when I was growing up outside of uh, Florida and then the the rise then of Kentucky under Calipari, but it's these other teams. It's the Auburns and, and Arkansas is in the Elite Eight every year, and and Tennessee's got a really good team. So maybe is that a better model? I don't know. Well, I'm, it, I don't know. You, you have the opportunity think, to let some of those teams separate themselves in yeah, their conference. Yes. You don't have that opportunity in the Big 12 because any given night on any given floor, depending where you're at, I think anybody in this conference can win a basketball game. No doubt. and And they can do it. It's not so much even the surprise, like the upset of Iowa State beating Houston last night, but also looking at your team, Tech. Mm-hmm. We we talked for five minutes about how nip and tuck that game was going to be. Two similar teams, and and boy, it's going to be a dogfight. They kicked the crud out of Oklahoma State last night. Ninety like, to seventy three last woo-hoo! night for the Red Raiders. Doctor. Yeah. That's, Ninety that's, points. That's a big win for the Red Raiders. Kansas State takes down West Virginia 81 to 67. Texas over Cincinnati 74 to 73. A little bit closer than I thought mm. that one would be. But Cam said that Cincinnati at home was going to be pretty good and pretty tough to beat. And then last night in the Foster Pavilion, it was Baylor outlasting BYU and separating themselves late in that ballgame 81 to 72 for the Bears to get the win last night over the Cougars. Good win. Big win. Good, good win. They needed to win that. Yep. There was some talk about possibly they wouldn't or that it would be really close. So, way to go Bears. Yeah, and they and they pulled away at the end. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was I mean, that's what a ranked game in the Big 12 should look like. They they were nip and tuck most of the night. Uh they both teams went on runs that looked like it was flipping the script and honestly really what it came down to is Baylor just hit more shots at the end, mm-hmm. which is the team that we were promised. I mean, that's what we expected coming into this season with that offensive firepower, that it might come down to a night like that where they are just making the tougher shots. And they did. And I know people had a problem with the refs, but then again, so did we. That's mm-hmm. Baylor side of things. <laughs> but good win. Good win. First time this year they've beaten a ranked team 
as they were ranked. That makes sense? Yes. Yep. Auburn was not ranked when they beat them, but they are now like 16th. So right. Comfortably in the rankings. Seton Hall is going to be in the rankings next week. So first ranked win for the Bears this year. All right. We'll get a little more Big 12 coming up a little bit later. Coming up next, RJ Achoa is going to join us as the Cowboys head into week one of the playoffs, the wild card round coming up. It's wide out at AT&T Stadium. RJ Achoa joins us next on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women on the road in Big 12 play this Wednesday, headed to Kansas to take on the Jayhawks. 6 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 6.30 tip-off Wednesday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. I'm Amy Hunter, owner of Jeff Hunter Toyota. As you know, there's a lot of road construction in front of our dealership. Improvements are being made every day. And new Toyotas are arriving every day. All kinds of makes and models with new and exciting features. The Toyota brand is a leader in the automotive world in both popularity and reliability. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. 
Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's you'll love our sausage. Time to talk Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Joining us now, as promised, from Blogging the Boys, R.J. Ochoa. And R.J. Ochoa celebrating with his Monday victory polo. R.J., how we doing? I'm doing well, Ward. Uh, definitely uh, was a victory polo Monday. I appreciate it. Cool in the gang. I mean, I feel honored, honestly. <laughs> Celebrating that East title. You're cool. We're the gang. There it is. <laughs> RJ, when you look at what the Cowboys were able to do against the Commanders, really no surprise. The Commanders were reeling and kind of knew that their head coach was on his way out after that game, no matter what happened. But the Cowboys kind of stayed on track and were able to take care of this game on the road and, and just do what they needed to do on Sunday. Yeah, I know it got a little bit stressful and a little bit tenuous, um, you know, after the, the tip interception and, you know, when the Cowboys were trailing there for a little bit. And, and I know all that was kind of softened by the fact that, um, that those frauds in Philadelphia were just kind of collapsing, you know, on a, a sort of minute by minute basis. But um, I do think it, it is impressive, and it, it doesn't guarantee that the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl, but but it does prove that they're a little bit different, that they were able to kind of stick their foot in the ground and say, okay, you know, we had a, a couple of things break against us. Let's go win this thing. Let's get some caps and T-shirts, and, and let's start getting ready to host a couple of playoff games. It was really impressive, um, not even just contextually speaking, but in an overall sense. I don't care, and I know you all agree, if somebody's tanking, whatever the case may be, in the NFL, it is difficult to beat a team 38-10. to 10. And RJ, I want to tap into the fan in you a little bit here. I I know you you mentioned it in there watching the Eagles just fall apart. I know it was really it was all in the Cowboys this Sunday win and and you've got the division, but when you're seeing that score keep popping up in the Eagles game, was that just a quiet content for you? Yeah, I mean, I think um you know, you see those a couple of weeks ago videos of people who don't get what they want for Christmas, you know, generally it's little kids and you know, the parents are like, oh, wait, there's one more. And it's it exactly <laughs> like the thing you want. Um, and that's really what it was like. Um, it's obviously awesome to see the Cowboys have a lot of success. But um, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't, you know, the icing on top of the cake, the gravy on top of the potatoes, to see the Eagles floundering and, and you know, all these national people kind of just stuck and not knowing how to spin this in a positive way. And beyond the, the obvious reasons why that's funny and cool and whatever, they're a playoff team. They're, you know, in the mix. And they're a team who I think are, are very beatable. I, I certainly don't mean to overlook them. I only want to disrespect them in a proper way. Um, but, but if they're the team, if things break the Cowboys' way, if they're able to take care of business themselves, I certainly trust that they're able to beat this version of the Eagles and the division around. Is there a better combination right now in the NFL than Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb? I mean, the only thing would be the NFL itself and television ratings, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Pretty it, good. It's, um, it's, 
It's a really different thing. I mean, what we're seeing and witnessing is is different than, than what we've seen in the past. Um, the closest thing, I think the closest we've ever flown to this sun was probably, uh, you know, Dak had a, a, a small kind of window with Amari Cooper where Amari was on a particular kind of fire over the second half of that 2018 season. But Des Bryant, you know, that 2012 through 2014 stretch almost a decade ago now was just a different animal. And CD is even beyond that. Um, it is not a question of how productive CD is going to be at any given moment in time. It is a decision. Uh, it is, okay, this is it. This is CD's moment to go, you know, rack things up or whatever the case may be. He can do it any which way. He's a lot tougher than I think he gets credit for. He is playing like the very best wide receiver on this planet right now, which is really exciting with the playoffs starting on Sunday afternoon. You talk about that that Romo-Des Bryant connection, and boy, that, that brings back the memories, specifically a playoff game against the Packers. Now, I know a lot of people that follow the Cowboys, whether it be fans or media, uh, kind of go into some of these games towards the end of the year thinking, uh, how are the Cowboys going to mess this one up? But this is not your slightly older brother's Packers team coming in to play the Cowboys this weekend. Is there anything that, that Green Bay can do to, to, to bogey the Cowboys a little bit? You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't even go as far as saying your older brother's – these are our Cowboys. I mean, it was just – you know, these are Dak's Cowboys. I mean, Dak, you know, his first playoff game was, was a heartbreaker, you know, of a loss to the Packers, obviously. Um, I mean, Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers, but he is extraordinarily dangerous. And over the second half of the season, I was kind of running some numbers for some stuff that we were doing, um, you know, this morning since Thanksgiving. I mean, you know, the Cowboys had that big win, obviously, against Washington. The Packers got that big win earlier in the day against Detroit. From that moment on, and I know that they stumbled at different points in time, he has been cooking with gas. I mean, I think if you ranked the NFC playoff quarterbacks right now, um, Brock Purdy is kind of a unique thing. I, I think everybody agrees with that. So understanding that, it's probably Dak, Matthew Stafford, and then I don't know that it's unfair to put Jordan Love right there. And so the playoffs are a tournament in which the best quarterback, you know, gives you the best chance. And if a quarterback gets hot, that can be the end of your day. Um, and so that would be it. I mean, I know they're young. I know they're inexperienced. But if you have that dude playing in that kind of way, it can really break your heart. RJ Atua blogging the boys with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And the MVP conversation continues. And everybody says Lamar Jackson has it wrapped up. But if you compare Dak Prescott's numbers across the board with Lamar Jackson, he beats him in every category. Why is he not more in the conversation? You know, the reality, and, you know, this works out sometimes for us, but the, the reality is it is a partly narrative-driven award. I mean, this this conversation feels a lot like, oh, man, well, why should, you know, why should this school be left out for losing their conference championship game, right? It, it's one loss on the season. I mean, it, and, you know, we say all the time, well, if you're going to lose, lose in September October. And that's just kind of what happened. I mean, Dak had, you know, the, the Buffalo game and the Miami game. Um, at, at moments that were really critical, I think, for deciding this particular partly narrative-driven award. And Lamar Jackson had the big bad win against San Francisco. He slayed the Mighty Dragon. Nobody has done that this year. And it's really difficult, to, I think, to get voters to look past that. Now, should it be difficult? No. But if you're playing the game, if you understand the way that this award is generally handed out, that's kind of the way it goes. It's unfair. It's silly. It's wonky. You're right that in an objective kind of vacuum of an argument, I think Dak Prescott wins rather soundly. But the moment belongs to Lamar Jackson until proven otherwise, and that's just kind of the game that we play. And looking at Dak specifically again here, you know, I mean, 
he doesn't have, you know, a, a belt full of notches of playoff wins, and he's had some good games in the playoffs. He's had some bad games, and it seems like whenever it's an early Cowboys exit, a lot of the blame falls on him. But he, at times this year, he's been playing the best football of his career. Do you think this is a different Dak Prescott as we head into the, the postseason versus what we've seen in the postseason the last few years from him? Yeah, I certainly do, but I, I don't mean that in a um, in a poetic, oh, this is his year, this is his time, you know, kind of way. I just mean it simply in a, if we're, you know, looking at things straight up, this is the best football that he has ever played. And I think when you combine that with the fact that uh, this is their third playoff appearance in a row, what has made, you know, I think Cowboys playoff runs so difficult in the past and certainly under Jason Garrett was that, there was so much time in between them. You didn't have this nucleus of players that had kind of been through things and, and understand things. A big storyline this week is obviously about the Packers and their youthfulness and the fact that they haven't been in these moments. Well, this Cowboys group has, I mean, you mentioned, you know, notches on a belt loop or whatever the case may be. They have scars that they have built and, and developed and, and lamented over together. And so I think when you, when you combine that with his skill and his, you know, ability to diagnose what's happening pre-snap during plays, obviously, I mean, everything does kind of work out best for him. I think he's the best bet to make as far as NFC quarterbacks are concerned. But, you know, the reality, too, is there's almost 30 years of, of misery that, that kind of accompanies things, that is the shadow that weighs over him uh, and the entire organization, except for at 3 o'clock on Sundays when that glare will, will peer through the windows. Um, and so it is it, it makes all of this terrifying but inspiring and, and you know, nauseating and, and confidence-inducing. It's, it's on him, really. But right now, again, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to find a player across the entire NFL that I trust more. RJ, Jerry Jones just said he couldn't be more pleased with Mike McCarthy and the job he's done in Dallas as up to this point. But does that narrative change if they don't make the NFC championship game? You know, I, I know that you know I love this question, Ward. Um, I, uh, I mean – I understand what comes with the dinner when, when you're, you know, affiliated with the Dallas Cowboys, you know, when you're Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy, you know, things are a little bit different for you. And, and sometimes they're better. Sometimes they're worse. I mean, Mike McCarthy has overseen three consecutive 12 win seasons, three straight playoff berths, two division titles. He's the first coach in, in franchise history to have at least 12 wins in three straight years. He's the first coach to take them to the playoffs three straight years since, you know, the mid nineties. I mean, like, he has done all of these things, and I don't mean to say, well, just because he's better than the, the rubble that the Cowboys trotted out for a quarter century post-Super Bowl drop before McCarthy arrived, that he's awesome. But, I mean, they have won more games since 2021, in, which is a three-year sample size in the regular season, which, again, is not the postseason, than everybody except the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, think about that. That is absurd when you really think, I mean, are we sitting here and are we questioning the legitimacy of Kyle Shanahan or – I know Sean McDermott had a moment about a month ago. Are we questioning Sean McVay? Again, I recognize he's won a Super Bowl recently. I know Nick Sirianni's in a unique box right now. Are we questioning Zach Taylor? Have they been to a Super Bowl? No. But if they don't get to an NFC championship game, there's so much necessary context to make that kind of decision anyway. Do they miss out because they get smoked by the Packers 45 to 3? Or do they miss out because a weird penalty broke against them or a weird tip ball or a missed field goal or a botch or a fumbled snap or a million different things. This is a game played with an oblong shaped ball made out of leather. And to be blunt about it, weird crap happens. And so sometimes you're on the right side of that weird crap. Look at what happened against Detroit, but sometimes it breaks against you. And sometimes that's just the rub of the green. And so I'm quite content with Mike McCarthy. It would be really difficult for me to feel like the Cowboys need to move on from him, regardless of what happens next week. 
And RJ, we, we've talked about this kind of week after week, the Cowboys run game and, and how that can be successful in the playoffs or lack thereof a run game. And so as I think about this more and how well they play at home, is that a needing a running game, is that a way to beat playoff teams or is that a way to beat playoff teams in bad weather? So as to say, as long as the Cowboys are playing at home, can they just keep playing the way they've been playing the whole season? I do think it's a slippery slope to say, oh, we'll just go blow teams out, you know, 40 to 10 or whatever. And, and you can't trust that. Um, you do have to be able to run the ball. You do have to be able to milk the clock. And, and it doesn't always have to be the, you know, 12 play, eight minute consuming touchdown drive to, to fully put the game on ice. But you have to be able to do that. And, and I think that that was really the genesis behind Mike McCarthy's comments almost a year ago that everybody obsessed about. You can score at will, but and I know this is a weird way to put this, but if you score too quickly, you can leave yourself vulnerable. The most dangerous thing in the game of football isn't Patrick Mahomes or Kyle Shanahan. It's time. Time gives anybody life opportunity, and if you give another team time or opportunity, they're going to find a way to capitalize that, particularly in the playoffs. And so if you can shorten that, if you can control it, you put yourself in a position to maximize your win probability. And so while I don't want the Cowboys to focus on being able to run the ball, I want, you know, the quickest way to the end zone is through the air. I do think that it is absolutely a necessity for them as, you know, obviously the next few weeks hopefully unfold. What do the Cowboys on defense have to do against Green Bay to be successful? I mean, the, the answer is always pressure. The answer is always chaos. Induce as much chaos and problems get in his face and they knock him down. You've got to throw them off their game. I mean, that's the reality of this situation. I do think that's where their inexperience can ultimately come out and, and rear its ugly head. There's a reason why, you know, quarterbacks making their first starts in the playoffs generally tend to not play all too well. It's because they're not used to the stakes. They're not used to things, you know, when they get more stressful and everything is on the line. And so if you can put Jordan Love in some uncomfortable positions on Sunday, hopefully on a frequent basis, you throw him off script and you put him in positions where he has to be different and he has to take chances. And this is an opportunistic defense that hopefully can capitalize on that. Talking with RJ Ochoa, blogging the boys here on the press box. And, and RJ, looking at the offensive side of the ball for the Cowboys, we, you, we talked about it earlier. This is the best that Dak and CD have looked together. It, it's looking almost iconic the way they've been able to, to hook up, especially the last month, month and a half here. Now, obviously, we know great playoff teams are able to take away that first option. We can't expect C.D. Lamb to go over 200 yards in all these games in the playoffs here. So do the Cowboys still have the weapons and the offensive scheme with Mike McCarthy as the play caller to be able to hurt the Packers in, in a few different ways other than just 4-88? to 88? Yeah, I think so, and I think that's probably the most stark difference between who they are today versus who they were a year ago. Um, you know, in that Detroit game, CD literally had over 200 yards, obviously set the single season records in franchise history for receptions and receiving yardage, but on a day where he had 200-plus receiving yards, they still needed more. There were still moments that Jake Ferguson had to make a play. There were still moments that Brandon Cooks had to make a play. You can have what might literally be the greatest receiver in the entire NFL – and that is still not enough. You always, always, always need more. And seeing Brandon Cooks develop into that role as the season has gone on has been so important, not just for the general obvious reasons, but because it provides a tried-and-true legitimate threat opposite of C.D. Lamb. And even then, you can't just have those two dudes. You've got to have somebody who can patrol the middle of the defense, obviously, and pick up those tough yards after the catch, grind out those physical yards, and that's where Jake Ferguson has come into play. You have to have 
an infinite number of weapons because you do not know what moment is going to call for which particular player. And again, last year when the Cowboys went into the playoffs, it was just C.D. Lame and Tony Pollard. Those were their only explosive playmakers. And that's why when Pollard got hurt against San Francisco, not that Dallas was you know, going to win that game, but it made things all the more difficult. RJ, when you look at this, if the Cowboys can get past Green Bay, who is the better matchup? I know that you don't like looking down the road, and but we can in the media. And for the Cowboys, is it a better matchup for the Red Hot Rams or is it a better matchup to go against the Lions who kind of have a chip on their shoulder right now? Well, so, you know, I'm afraid of the Rams, to be very clear. And I, I think it's totally fine to prefer, you know, opponents. That could obviously come back and, and bite us, but, you know, things made sense for a reason. And so I, I mentioned, you know, ranking the NFC quarterbacks. I think Dak's number one right now. I think Matthew Stafford's number two. So I want nothing to do with him. But um, given the way the playoffs shake out or the playoff field is currently set, if Dallas were to win on Sunday, and obviously we're hoping that that is the case, and if the Rams were to win, you know, afterwards in the Sunday night slot, that would send the Rams to San Francisco. Dallas wouldn't have to see the Rams until what would hopefully be the NFC title game. And the reason I at least wanted the matchup to be this way was because I think the Rams stand the best chance of anybody to hopefully do Dallas's dirty work for them and beat the Niners. So I do want to play the Rams, but just not until the NFC championship game. And so that being said, I'm not too afraid of Detroit, but I definitely would rather face Philadelphia or Tampa over them. Um, while I definitely don't believe in what the Eagles are doing, there is a natural fear that would accompany having to play a division rival in the division around of the playoffs that I would just not want to be there. So an ideal, perfect, you know, kind of Sunday afternoon through Monday night, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, is the Cowboys blow out the Packers. You're not stressed at all. The Rams go to Detroit in the Matthew Stafford Bowl and pick up the win. And then the Bucks finish off the super embarrassing collapse for the Eagles and Tampa heads to Dallas next week and the Cowboys can punch a ticket to the NFC Championship game. Boy, that would be something. Talk about, about an extra gift under the tree. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about the, the Rams. I know that's farther on down the line. And, I, and I've got to agree on all those fronts. Ward and I have been talking about that all week. You know, they've got the Super Bowl resume. They've got the Super Bowl coach and quarterback, and they are hot as anybody. Now, I look at the Packers, though. They have been playing essentially playoff football for a month here, and they don't have the the skill and the talent that the Rams do. But is that something that worries you for how how well they've played down the stretch here with a young quarterback in some very big games just to get into the dance? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and to be honest, the um, the ghosts of the past don't really concern me. This is you know basically an entirely different team. There's no Aaron Rodgers, no Devontae Adams or Randall Cobb or Jordy Nelson or whatever. It's obviously no Mike McCarthy. Uh, but to your point, I mean, they're a tested bunch. And I think what makes them the most dangerous, and this is obviously an incredible sports cliche, is they have nothing to lose. I mean, this was a rebuilding year for the Packers. They're playing with house money. I mean, they're already, you know, kind of, you know, winners as far as 2023 is concerned. What's more is this is the third year of the third wild card in the NFL. We have never seen a seven seed win. Um, All four have lost to this point. So, I mean, it would just be, you know, in (laughs) the like chaos Cowboys ways, the most Uh Cowboys thing of all time to be the first two seed to lose to a seven seed. Um, but so, yeah, that's, that's certainly what makes me nervous. And I think their inexperience is, is a benefit in some ways. I, I recognize the detrimental value of it, but when you're inexperienced, you don't know better. Like you, you don't, you have no idea, you know, what this is. You don't know the consequences of what's involved. So that is a liberating kind of feeling in a lot of respects. Um, they are playing tremendous football. They have an incredible quarterback. They have a head coach who obviously has a high track record and high level of success. 
So, I mean, they certainly cannot be, you know, underestimated or overestimated. They have to be estimated properly. Um, it is not a gimme. Um, it is definitely the game that I wanted the Cowboys to have to play, but they're going to have to earn this. That's the whole point of the playoffs. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And Dan Quinn is the hot commodity right now for a head coaching job. And uh, Carolina's already requested an interview. The Chargers, the Commanders have also requested interviews. Are we looking at the end of the Dan Quinn era in Dallas for sure? And does that become a distraction after next week when he starts interviewing for these jobs? You know, maybe I'm just disconnected from reality, but I – I'm probably the most confident I've been in the Dan Quinn era that he's coming back. It, you know, the first year it felt like, oh, goodness gracious, he had this amazing year, he's gone. And last year it felt like, well, he came back after the first year. There's no way he comes back. Right now, you mentioned the hot name. I don't, again, no disrespect to Dan Quinn. Well, I've been a little bit down on, you know, more than most people based as of, you know, on results as of late. But is he the hot name? I mean, the, the hot name is probably Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator. Bobby Slowick, the Houston Texans offensive coordinator, is picking up a lot of steam. They're both much younger gentlemen than Dan Quinn, all due respect. Um, you know, people want their Sean McVay that they can kind of marry to for the next, you know, couple of decades or whatever the case may be. Jim Harbaugh is probably a hotter name than, than Dan Quinn right now if he does decide to return to the NFL. Mike Vrabel, who was dismissed yesterday, probably a hotter name. If Bill Belichick becomes available, I would imagine he's a, a, a much more preferred commodity. So, and, and on top of all of that, if you're Dan Quinn, you're probably not going to get a third opportunity to be an NFL head coach. So you have to approach this one very, very, very carefully. And is there is there a job that you're willing to like stake the future of your head coaching career on? If you're Dan Quinn, that you're going to give up this job for? You're going to go coach the Panthers. You're going to go coach the Commanders. Cool, you get the number two overall pick. Maybe the Chargers, but if the Chargers really can have their kind of pick of the field, why would the Chargers take Dan Quinn over anybody else that we mentioned? So it does kind of seem like things are potentially working out for Dan Quinn to return in my mind. RJ, what happens this weekend with the Packers? You know, in the past, I've always tried to come up with like a, a poetic, historical reason. <laughs> this one is, is for, you know, for the generations of the past. And I've, I've disconnected from that a little bit. This one's for them. I mean, th this is for, for who this group has been, the nucleus that has, you know, been burned and been burned. And, yes, they won a playoff game last year. I, I think that they are much more trustworthy than they've ever been. I think that they're playing at home where they're incredibly confident. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And so I, I'm not comfortable, obviously, predicting a few weeks down the road, but I definitely think they'll beat the Packers. It's so hard to, you know, take them against the spread obviously and lay seven and a half points because it's a playoff game. I mean, at the end of the day, these are the best teams in the NFL, but I think the Cowboys win rather comfortably and move on. And then next week is probably the biggest week in this franchise's history since they won the Super Bowl almost 30 years ago. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys with us here in the press box on ESPN central Texas. RJ, always appreciate the time. Have a great rest of the week. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Likewise, guys, get a plate of nachos before the day's over. I'm craving some. All right, yeah. there we go. <laughs> that sounds good. Somebody, Stephanie, go get me some nachos. All right, she's back. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Prescott's back to throw, looking right. Only heard here. Throws it in the end zone, caught for a touchdown in the back of the end zone. All season. By C.D. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Packers. Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. We give you 
restrictions apply. Stock very limited. See dealer for details. Start off 2024 in style with the new Buick Envision from Richard Carr. Rated the number one compact SUV from J.D. Powers, the Envision has room for the family, advanced safety features, and a whispered quiet drive. Right now, qualified buyers save 5000 on a 2023 Buick Envision at Richard Carr Buick or lease a new, well-equipped 2023 Buick Envision for only $335 per month. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new Buick today. Richard Carr, we give you more. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Some of those old injuries, they begin to creep up and things begin to start hurting again. I finally got to the point where I'm like, I can't just wake up and know my knee's going to be bothering me and push through this on a daily basis. Old football injuries can't keep former college and pro football player Bobby Carpenter down. So he decided to check out the all-natural regenerative pain treatments at QC Kinetics. I was fortunate enough to obviously sit down with QC and kind of understand your body still has the ability to heal in it. We just need to give it a little bit of a boost. Exactly. QC Kinetics concentrates your body's own healing agents in your painful hips, shoulders, knees, or back. Everyone can say, well, you need to replace this or replace that, but it's no surprise to see people being willing to try this first, especially when it has such great results. QC Kinetics treatments take place the same day right in the office. No downtime. Call today for your complimentary consultation and see if you're a good candidate. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Every $25 deposit is another chance to win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win accounts must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central's Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member service rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com for official rules. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. 
the human drama of athletic competition. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Lafayette Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels, and now, here's Stephanie. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> I You've been waiting all day to say that. Uh, Actually, I've been really busy this morning. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for look, you. Look at Aaron's face. What? What? What is it? I, what do I you have? I have no expression. I didn't say anything. I know, but you're about to ready to start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's other people in this building that depend on me besides you guys. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Anyways, tell them to get in line. Uh, yeah, we right. depend on you. Right. Okay, so I found this on the Googles. No. It started. Say it didn't so. It's so. Okay. It started somewhere in the U.S. Okay, All somewhere. Right. It's a good start, yeah. It somewhere. Looked, somewhere. You have no idea where. Nope. <laughs> How is that possible? Because <laughs> it said started somewhere in the U.S. <laughs> you know, Probably in a town in Ohio, I bet. <laughs> Not Cincinnati or Cleveland. Or Massachusetts. Oh, <laughs> I could tell you. I could tell you if it is. Oh, boy. Like okay. Toll House Cookies. So this is called Megavox. What? Megavox. And I'm not talking about, like, game stuff. Okay? Okay. So what it is is, you know, those big, huge refrigerator boxes that refrigerators come in? Oh, okay. Like Literal, package. yes. Packages Literally, for you know, refrigerators. Like yes, you can, yes. Like, okay. You yeah. can, like, get in one. Yeah, you could live in one. You could. I've seen some homeless people do it. Yeah. For real. So I know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm following. Now, I've played this before, and it is funny and dangerous. Okay. So, My favorite kind. Okay, so what you do, it's two to four teams, and you need at least about 10 people. Well, I would say 10 to 20 people on a team. Okay, so this Whoa. could be like a huge group thing. You could even have six, uh, you know, 12 people on a team. Okay. What you do is you get in a big circle, Okay. So, you split your team up. Okay, so if you had 12, you put six on one side of the circle and six on the other. Okay, in between the other teams. See where I'm going with this? Can you picture I'm it? Trying. Yeah, okay, I'm so trying. think of a circle and your team's on your team is on each side of the circle. Like corners on right. it. Yeah. yeah, like corners. So, like, if I was on one side of the circle and Ward was across from me, I could literally draw a line from me to him across the circle. Okay. The object to the game is, it's kind of like a relay. You put this refrigerator on top of your head. So a you, refrigerator? I mean, the box. box. Oh. Refrigerator oh. box. Oh, boy. Oh, I mean, boy. if that you could. Been... <laughs> you could and use you it. balance it. I'm on my on second rock star, so what can I say? So you put it over your head so you can't see, right? You can't mm -hmm. see. And your team spins you around three times. And so wherever you are, when they stop you, you have to try to get to the other side, okay? Now, when you've got, let's say, two to three teams doing this, uh -huh. you've got people running into each other, knocking each other down, and hoping you don't die. This sounds, <laughs> this sounds expensive. This sounds, you've got to buy no, a lot of refrigerators to get these boxes. No, you could just go to Best Buy or Home Depot or Lowe's and just say, hey, save me a refrigerator box, okay? Okay. So, mm. Now, we can't this, do... This, is, this could be so much fun. Okay, so... You have to get to the other side, take the box off, put it on the next team member, spin that person around three times, and hope he can do it again. 
Once the whole team has gone through, that's how you win. Now, here's the thing. Think about it. You know, like when you do put your head, you spin the bat, and you run around the baseball? You know mm-hmm. that game? Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Okay, and you fall or, well, yeah. you know, you run Hopefully. into things. Yeah. It's kind of like this because think, you can't see anything. You're dizzy and you're just running. and the uh, and, But your team can yell out your name. Like, left, go left, go right, go straight. And so if you do that, it might be helpful, may not. But remember, you've got other teams yelling and screaming too and people running into each other. So I thought, I think it's fun and I thought it would be funny. I think we should do it. There's a lot of people, though. We you know, said like 10 to 20 per team? You could. It sounds like there's three or four teams here. I know. So how many people is that? A lot. <laughs> More than I know. You know people. I mean, you can- If we all get five friends. No, let's get. We got to get JMO's Rolodex of contact. I know. Where's JMO? <laughs> we, you think about it. You could do it. This could be like a good. Remember when you had senior day? Mm-hmm. In high school. Yeah, yeah. When you it, skipped class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you just left. Yeah. Y'all partook in that? Absolutely. Shameful. We were able well, to they, they, check. They, they, they told us that anybody, my senior year, they said it, anybody who does it won't walk to stage. And it was like, do what you want. You're going to graduate. And there was only like four of us, but two of them were star star athletes, so we did not get in trouble. Well, we had beer on the beach. We did senior skip day when almost no one else Mm -hmm. did. I skipped school every day, so whatever. (laughs) I did a lot of that too. No, but then we had like senior week where every day was an activity. You know, it was so stupid. But anyways, this would be fun if something like that where you had an event. It is actually played at like youth camps and all kinds of stuff. But I think it's funny. I think it'd be fun. We could do it, along with our walk racing and everything else I bring up around here. That this nobody is, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a field day. A field, we're going to have a, a senior week, end of the year, the school year. It's a field day. Yeah, that's, we're just going to put all these games into, into practice. Yeah, I tried to find, like, a YouTube video. I couldn't. I can't find anything on it. Yeah. It's, it's all underground. I mean, like I'm not saying club. anything. I, I just would like to see it. Well, let me text my dad, because... He brought it up. Does it have years. to be refrigerator boxes? Like, I understand why they why do that. Why can't you just put a like box your whole body, your but Because yeah, could you, you could do cheat. That? Think about it. That fit refrigerator box is going. Oh, it goes all the way down to the ground. Uh-huh. So you don't, what if your you're legs not, can't what if move you're not that very, fast. What if you're not very tall? and it, Well, like me. You, you can't even get into it. I mean, you Use can, a traffic cone like Toy Story. You could, like, raise it up. A, <laughs> put a traffic cone in your head so the box of ballots. I mean, like, for me, it probably. I don't know. Some of those barrel traffic cones are big enough. Oh, that's funny. For me, it would probably like... They're free. If I'm wearing tennis (laughs) shoes and not my heels, it's Mm going to cover my whole body. Okay. But you could probably lift it up a little bit, like with your hands, but then you might break your arm when you're getting smacked by another team member. Yeah. You always run that risk. That might be a problem. You're going to like... When you think about it... You you should have to wear a helmet, to be honest. You should have to wear it. You might want to, like helmets and pads, just so you don't get a concussion. You get blindsided. I mean, uh, it's fu- think you're of, never seeing a hit coming. You, you don't you hear it, maybe, but you don't see it coming because all you can hear is the team screaming, and you're trying to. You're thinking, okay, I'm going to turn this way, and I'm going to go that way to my teammates on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. But you may not make it there. You may fall down. <laughs> you may break a leg. You may get concussed. Maybe. That's well, a word, right? I, yeah, it is. You're yeah. you're just. Full of joy today. <laughs> hey, when you're on your second rock star energy <laughs> drink, he may, looking for he a may break a game. leg, break an arm. Anybody want to join us? 
<laughs> no, trust me, it's full contact. For real. So, anyways, that's what I have for you today, and I think we could try it. I could call, like, Lowe's or Home Depot that mm-hmm. sell their refrigerators and tell them to hold us boxes. Okay, go get us a couple of boxes. So, we'll let the you four of us race. could do it. No, you have to do it, too. We I'll, could get I'll be the all official. The, we could well, get we a, have a first aid professional on hand. No, but I know people. Mm-hmm. I could call somebody. I mean, maybe we could take on the morning show over on Shooter. Sure. Like oh, this. I know we I can like take them. Have you seen them? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, the guys on the beat, I don't know. <laughs> they scare me a bit. <laughs> they got a good cohesiveness, though. I think they would work together well as a team. Well, Beat guys. Yeah. I do. I think they would. I think they'd communicate well. <laughs> That's what it's all about. This game is teamwork is what it is. It is teamwork. And you have to, you have to, you have to listen. Mm-hmm. And be able to follow directions. By the way, do you know the secret to the You might be in trouble. <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> You're out. Hey, rules are meant to be broken is my philosophy. <laughs> do you know the secret to the bat twist? Were you twisting to, your head on it? Not to really put your head on it? Well, people can see that. Well, put your hand on top of it. So, and this one, this other strategy I'm going to give you, people can see too, but they don't realize how big it is. They make you do it, what, like 10 times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just do seven or eight. I promise there's more. And then reverse course for the last two. I would throw up. I'm would telling you it works. Up. It, it evens keeps you, you from out. Getting you're still unbalanced. dizzy. You're still dizzy, but you're not falling right away. Like you're able to actually see where you're going. Have you ever done I've it? Used, yes, I've used it in like But have you done it before. drinking beer? Because there's people out there that will no, drink No, we weren't beer drinking beer in game. the Boy Scouts. Yeah. We, we weren't allowed oh to do gosh. that. Oh my gosh. Just at senior skip day on the beach. <laughs> I don't, that game, one time I played it, and uh, with a bunch, it was like a youth group thing, and one guy, he went running, and boom, hit a, uh, what do you call those things? A pole? A pole, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine why he couldn't figure that oh, one out. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, it was bad. Like, he, like, <laughs> knocked him out, his head was all swollen. He what do you a, call those things? A pole. Yeah. Like a big pole. Mm-hmm. The thing yeah. you stick your tongue to in the wintertime. Yes. Yes. Those. No. Anyways. <laughs> so anyways, but that game is dangerous. And, it is. And so, like, um, one time they played it at, at this, you know, fraternity sorority thing that I was at, and everybody was drinking playing it. So you can imagine what that was like. Yeah, it was probably not very good. Oh, people were getting hurt, throwing up, going to the hospital. So Sounds they, fun. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Sold. Anyways, I think we should try that along with all the other ideas I come up with that nobody wants to do. We I would, don't know. Maybe Cam would jump out of an airplane with me. <laughs> I've thought about that before. It's so fun. Oh. I've thought. I, I don't know I where I would go with it. I, You're going like, down. That's well, where you go yeah, with that's, it. That's a good call, Stephanie. That's a, that's a good call. Like, I am, I am not a heights guy. I'm not either. But there are certain things that I do to, like, get around it. Like, I know this is not the same, but, like, being in an airplane, I've never really had a fear of. You know? It's just it's pressure why would to you pressurize. jump out of a perfectly good airplane? That's, that's, the, that's what I'm wondering here, Ward, is would I have... Because it's a physical activity, and it's a sport. And, I, and I'm okay, I'm okay and with an airplane because I stupid. think logically no, about it. it's adrenaline. I'm adrenaline junkie. So, it, so you've done this before? 
Are you kidding? I'm almost certified no, to do not. it on my own. Okay. Go look at my office. So you could show me. You could I be have my instructor. All my certificates. Just a couple no, more certificates, and no, you could do it. I'm all about myself, so I can't show you anything. Well, there's another <laughs> surprise today. I know people that can help you though, but it would be fun. But just but think. I don't even. But weird, like I don't even like sitting in the front row of like a balcony at a sports arena. But I can. I think it would probably be easier for me to jump out of an airplane than to do that. It's which it's, is bizarre. Bizarre, no, I know. No, it's you would you would enjoy it. We'll have to do it. Um. But, you know, you said, you know, good thing we weren't on that Alaskan Airlines flight where the oh. <laughs> No. I'd be like, get your parachute on, we're jumping. Because you can jump from 16,000 feet. Sure you can. Mm-hmm. I'd do it. I don't even like talking about that stuff, to be no. honest. Good door. Like, I was, I was saying a couple GDs over Christmas break, and I was like, you know what? I'm about to get on an airplane again. You better be careful. I don't want to. I don't want to tick the big man off. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Reason for the season. You Reason know? for the season. <laughs> so I don't. I don't play with it. But uh, I'm usually not er- nervous going on an airplane or anything. I'm not either. I'm not either. But yeah. No airplanes don't bother me. But the jumping out is jumping a out of an that's airplane. That's a different deal. That bothers me. You know what? Different it's deal. so fun. No, it's it not. Really is mm-hmm. fun. Nope. You should. Mm-mm. I'm really gonna encourage no. it this year. Yeah. <laughs> not happening. All right, thanks, Steph. Coming up next, more football here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. To me, it was kind of a rude awakening for the ponies. Paid their way to be with the big boys in a Power 5 conference. I don't think we should read too much into these bowl games, but if you're going to complain that you should be in a New Year's Six Bowl, you better go handle a 6-6 six and six ACC team. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Chronic pain can be very bossy. What do I mean? It tells you what you can or can't do. Sometimes it even has the audacity to keep you from working. I missed almost three weeks of work, and I was no longer able to play tennis. The pain was really debilitating sometimes. I missed Thanksgivings. Abby was ready to put the bossy bad back in her past. And that's when she discovered QC Kinetics and their non-surgical treatments for pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine with tens of thousands of satisfied patients, people who have experienced real lasting relief without drugs and without surgery. It has just been the most life-changing, amazing experience. Not only life-changing, but career-saving. I get to continue to do the career that I love. I'm playing tennis again. Stop letting that joint pain boss you around. Start with a free consultation at QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverse is $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Everything we do, we do for you. 
First Central Credit Union free reward checking earns 5% APY, refunds all your ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money too. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's our superpower, and it's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Everything we do, we do for you. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy new year. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing. Baylor Big 12 Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The 14th ranked Bears hosting Cincinnati Saturday evening in Foster Pavilion. 6.30 for the countdown to tip off. 7 p.m. tip off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball. ESPN Central Texas. Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Back here on the press box, one o'clock hour. It is the week of cutting bait, I guess you could say. The black week of, of the NFL, if you are a head coach. And we know Mike, Mike Vrabel, I almost said Mike Tyson for some reason there, Aaron. I don't know why. Mike Vrabel was fired yesterday from the Tennessee Titans. And uh, to most of us, it was a surprise, although I, I think there are some Titans fans out there and some people in the know in the NFL who weren't totally shocked by it to see the way Tennessee has dwindled out of 
playoff spots the last couple of seasons here after having the number one seed back in 2021. So a good little run for Vrabel. Now, Ian Rappaport had an interesting report today. Uh, he was talking about Titans owner Amy Adams Strunk uh, saying, this is a direct quote from Rappaport. He said, quote, this was Amy Adams Strunk making the decision based on a lot of things, including what happened when he, Vrabel, went to New England for the Hall of Fame thing, including not dispelling rumors in-house that he was going to be the Patriots coach. Now, Aaron, I'll fill you in on what this Hall of Fame thing is. Okay. Mike Vrabel was inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame. What I figured. Yeah. Um, yep, Team Hall of Fame, big deal. And they do it every year. They, they're, they've got someone... You know, it's not uncommon for them to have someone who's coaching in the league or something like that where they have crazy football schedules. So what they do is when the Titans had a bye week, they invited Vrabel up to a Patriots home game, and at halftime, they inducted him into the Hall of Fame. Okay? Mm-hmm. So can I, can I tell you the things that he said that, that must have ticked off Amy Adams strunk so much that it could have led to his firing in Tennessee? Can I just read some of those for you? Yes. Okay. I'm actually really interested because this... Okay. Already sounds really and, goofy. And it doesn't make it to the broadcast, so I didn't see it live or anything, but there was nothing that I heard from the day that really stuck out to me of like, oh boy, this guy better watch out when he gets back to Tennessee. So they introduce him. The The, the stadium is going nuts. I mean, he's part of the original dynasty, an icon with the Patriots, okay? And <laughs> Vrabel says, come on, we've got a game to win. Mind you, the Tennessee Titans were not playing that day. He's talking about the Patriots. Okay, whatever, fine. And then later in his speech, he says, I want you not to take this organization for granted. Talking about the Patriots. I've met a lot of places. This is a special place with great leadership, great fans, great direction, great coaching. Enjoy it. It's not like this everywhere. Does that do enough for you if you're his boss, Aaron? (laughs) I mean, what's he supposed to say? Oh, by the way, I don't want the New England head coaching job if he comes open during his <laughs> Hall of Fame speech. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's totally innocuous to me. This is week seven, by the way, very early in the season. And he doesn't say anything, like he's not winking or anything. He's not dispelling. In fact, Tennessee, from all that we've seen the last decade, decade and a half, is a pretty well-run organization. Like, they they don't have, they don't have a shambles. And... <laughs> Of course, you know, with rumors late in the season that that job is going to be open in New England, of course Frabel's going to want that job. Of course. And he didn't say anything publicly. There's barely even rumors that he said it in to his to his constituents at the locker room. Uh, but as of right now, that job isn't even open. No. And the Titans fired him, a guy who's 10 games over 500. And I, you can use the the you know, the on the field where they start to slip a little bit the last two seasons after having the number one seed in 2021. But as we talked about yesterday, uh, coaches like this in the NFL with this kind of winning, that does not grow on trees, man. And uh, if I'm the Patriots, if I'm Robert Kraft, of course I want Vrabel. I mean, that I, we talked about it yesterday. I think half the teams in the league would take Mike Vrabel as their coach. Uh, but it's not like he's going up there in week seven before, I mean, the Patriots are still in the hunt for whatever at week seven. It's not like he's going up there and doing a quasi interview for the head coaching job. I just think this is insane if this is 
actually what it came down to just to some extent. And, and it's coming from me and Rappaport who, I mean, he's, he's pretty good with these kinds of things. He has a lot of connections within front offices and around NFL teams. So I, I would say this is probably something that uh, Amy Adams strunk did bring up. Just crazy. Really petty. It's insane. Two. If you decide you want to get rid of him, he has had two losing seasons in a row. Sure. I know a lot of people like him, but, you know. And you, you use just, that argument, that's fine. Right. I don't agree with it. I would have given him another year, and I'm, I'm real quick. I would be real quick to fire people if I was an owner. But to, to fire him and not even try to trade him when there's significant interest from other teams, and you know that, you're doing a disservice to your team. You wow. saw the Saints got a first, second, and third for Sean Payton. Yeah. You're saying you couldn't get any conversation for Mike Vrabel? Of course you could. And you have to have to. As much as I dislike Jerry Jones, at least he doesn't do things like this. You know, like he doesn't fire coaches for petty reasons. He's too loyal and keeps them too long, but he doesn't like, he's not like Al Davis and apparently this. this Maybe Adam Strunk, yeah. Yeah. And just firing coaches willy nilly because. They rubbed them the wrong way during their Hall of Fame acceptance speech. Uh, one of the most. That's just crazy. One of the dumbest things I I've mean, ever heard. If I'm, if, if but, I'm the Titans owner, and I can be a petty person too, but if I know I could be that petty, I'm not even watching the speech. You know he's not going to bash the Patriots as he's in the going into the team's Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be so hilarious, I mean, especially for me, if, let's just say they do fire Belichick and they hire Vrabel. And he goes on to win like three Super Bowls there. <laughs> and the Titans fans have to live with, he said nice things about the team, which that, that he's going into their Hall of Fame. He's saying nice things about the team. The owner hated it, fired him, and he became a legend again there. Well, and you know, I incredible. one of my problems with Vrabel was he's one of those old school guys that thinks you can win a Super Bowl still with just a guy at quarterback, and you cannot. It hasn't been done since Denver. Because Peyton yeah, Manning, Manning was, was just, just a guy, guy at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's true. Um, you just can't do it. I mean, it took the arguably the best defense of a decade to do right. that. Right, and you can say Them what you want about Nick Foles, but he was great in that Super Bowl. Yeah. And they threw the ball. Yeah, he and Flacco were better than average yeah. and had great postseason runs. Yep, and, and as I like to point out, there hasn't been any team since that Denver team that – Pass for less than fifty nine percent. The pass less than fifty nine percent of the time, and everyone except for the Eagles with Nick Foles was over sixty percent. That's won the Super Bowl. You don't win the Super Bowl with five yard with two yards in a cloud of dust anymore. And we use that Peyton Manning example, and he was he was a jag. I mean, he was arguably statistically one of the worst quarterbacks ever to win a Super Bowl. But okay, you say he's a Hall of Famer. He's got the moxie. Fine, whatever. Before that. The last just average quarterback to win the Super Bowl was 20 years ago. I mean, we're talking about Brad Johnson. I don't know. I think maybe that makes it to the point where you say if Rabel does get a real quarterback, then they're actually going to make some real noise and win a Super Bowl. But I'm interested to see what his prospects are here because, like, we, we've talked about it all week. Harbaugh is going to be the first one on a lot of teams' lists. Um, To be honest, I thought there would be more head coach firings by now, not the least of which being in New England, but 
this is this is what they've got to work with. So I think Vegas and and Washington are on the phone to Mike Vrabel right now. And to be honest, I think other teams should be too. Arizona, New Orleans, even a Carolina. Who knows? But anyway, Mike Vrabel potentially fired because he said nice things about the team whose Hall of Fame he was being inducted into. Well, and the reason I, I, I think that's crazy. I, I, Our bro- guest. I brought up um, the whole Bravel thing and, and, and him, you know, the just a guy quarterback thing is it, kind of old school and he's not super conservative, but conservative than most, I think, of the new school head coaches. Their general manager is even more old school. He really thinks you can win still with the old Bill Parcells defense and and just run the ball and run the ball and run the ball and pass about, you know, 33% of the time. You don't think that can work anymore? It absolutely does not work. It hasn't in a while. No. I mean, and, and he's done the best with it. You I know, was just going to say. They've been the most yeah. successful at doing that, but then you run into – and look, it's kind of a, a special thing with Patrick Mahomes, but that's just where the NFL is. Is Patrick Mahomes is the reality, not so much this year. Um, with their terrible receivers, but mm. all the but years still before, pretty close. I mean, yeah, even with terrible receivers, they're still really good. And you have to be able to score. You just do. And I, I think you made a good point there of he took it about as far as you can in today's NFL with, with that mentality. Right. I mean, they ran the heck out of the ball. We talked about, I mean, Derrick Henry was not, he wasn't the Heisman trophy, but he was not like this consensus first round pick. He's going to be your franchise guy. Uh, and he had, a, he had a really good defense around him, um, a, a game manager, a quarterback, which I'm not saying as a demerit on Ryan Tannehill, but just not someone who's going to win a game with his arm. He uh, had good pieces around him offensively, sometimes to a fault. We talked about it yesterday. He, they kept going to the well for a big play X receiver that didn't work after letting A.J. Brown walk. and Another Terrible move. Yeah, and and you know they try the Julio Jones thing, and the knock around him was, uh, you know, he doesn't really like to practice. <laughs> he might give up at some point here, and lo and behold, that happened. And then they they go in on DeAndre Hopkins, same kind of deal. Uh, he doesn't really love to practice. <laughs> he doesn't love running the routes all the way through, but boy, he can make plays. And lo and behold, it's the same thing, and the Titans just keep falling further. And I don't know how much. That is Mike Vrabel's fault, but if the if the ownership in Tennessee is just telling me what we talked about earlier in the segment here of back to back losing seasons, can't win a Super Bowl like this anymore. We want to shake up, want to try something different. We want to bring in one of these hot shot young offensive coordinators. Then that is one thing. But to say, oh, I didn't like the way he didn't shut down the Patriots rumors in Week Seven when he was going to the Hall of Fame. That's another. Anyway, we've got some more football talk when we come back here on the Press Box. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women on the road in Big 12 play this Wednesday, headed to Kansas to take on the Jayhawks. 6 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 6.30 tip-off Wednesday. Tune into Baylor Women's Basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. What's the most important thing to you when car shopping? Quality vehicle? 
Outstanding reputation, a dealership you can depend on. Hi, I'm Amy Hunter, and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossey, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder or like my neck, for instance. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative, non-surgical pain relief. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. It's very important. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254 254- Four one five four one zero zero. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitam Evos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you are searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. On the road with Mr. Rhodes. 
Hey, here's a shocker. Cars are bigger than people. So if you're behind the wheel, be careful. Those crosswalk stripes, yeah, they aren't left over from National Painted Street like a zebra day. They mean you need to stop for people in crosswalks and yield the right of way when turning at intersections. And no looking at phones, photos, texts, emails, or holding your jeans or where that nickel fell. Oh, and please, slow down. Sound advice. Mixed in with professional sound effects. Be safe, drive smart. A message from Textile. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Joining us now is Bryce Cherry from the Waco Trib. And Bryce, how are we on this Wednesday? Just fine, just fine. Um, I, I guess the colder weather is on its way, but right now it's not too bad. Not too bad right now. You're right. So we're, we're, we'll be okay for a little bit. Hey, I want to talk a little bit of Baylor with you coming up in just a little bit. But let's start with high school basketball because we are quickly approaching the playoffs in high school basketball. And I know that's hard for anybody to fathom that we're almost there. We're about halfway through district. Is there a team out there that you did not see that was going to be maybe as good as you thought they were going to be, but just kind of taking over a district by storm? Uh, I mean, we covered one of those type teams last night. Uh, DJ Ramirez was at the uh, Riker Live Oak. Mm -hmm. uh, private school game um both of those teams state ranked in their uh taps division and uh live oak came in as the higher ranked team but Riker pulled off the win and uh obviously a, a very good win for for Riker. they're in their second year under their head coach uh gary hall so uh clearly a team on the rise that maybe you know not everybody saw coming and and certainly private schools sometimes or fly a little bit under the radar uh, compared to maybe some of the bigger UIL classifications. But, but yeah, that's a team to keep an eye on. I would still consider Live Oak a team to kind of keep an eye on. I think both of those teams are, are pretty good on, on their level. And then, um, you know, elsewhere, uh, I mean, I think this team was not necessarily um, – one we didn't expect to do well, but one that is playing well that probably will get a little overshadowed in its district is the Conley girls. Mm -hmm. um, just because, you know, they're in the same district as La Vega. And, and we know what La Vega's doing and, and has done and, you know, defending state champs. And uh, they were our sports person of the year for 2023 at the Trib. And um, clearly uh, getting it done again. They had a big... Uh, night last night, you know, beat the pants off of Robinson, but also had a couple nice milestones in that game. Mm -hmm. and Mimi Willis scored her thousandth career point, and uh, Kylia Parr hit fifteen hundred on her career wow. meter. Yeah, so pretty cool. Uh, but but Conley, uh, you know, a team that uh, I think is it back to back MT Rice championships that they've won. I want to say that's right. Mm -hmm. and, and playing playing well, you know. So uh, a, a team I think certainly could uh, do some damage. I'd have to see how the bracket fell 
but uh, you know, there's always a possibility that two teams from the same district can get to the regional tournament uh, together. Um, so, you know, they would probably be on opposite sides of the regional semifinals. Uh, so that'd be pretty cool if, you know, just to think about that, if we could potentially get a uh, La Vega Conley regional final, but obviously that's a long way off at this point. Touched on it a little bit in there, but I'd love to know what you think about this, Bryce. Can La Vega do it again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, a year older, a year better, you would think. Uh, and certainly last year, if you think about it, um, one of their best players, uh, Mimi Willis, was basically out the entire season. She came back there late in the playoffs, played a little bit uh, at state. Um, but, you know, was basically out the whole season. And so she's back, and, and that's just made them better. Now, they did lose some good seniors on that team, including uh, Andrea Johnson, who's playing over at MCC now. Um, so, you know, uh, they, they still had some, some good players to replace. But can they do it again? Yeah, absolutely. And I think Marcus Willis certainly has tested his fun <laughs> throughout the season. I mean, they go out and play just one higher classification state-ranked team after another and, and you know, played in the Duncanville tournament over the holidays. I mean, they, they really test themselves, but they feel like uh, it matters because, you know, that that shows once you get in the playoffs and get in district, I mean, you're ready for anything. Bryce Cherry with Waco Trib with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And Bryce, how about the Trojans of Waco University right now? 20-3 and three on the season, 4-0 and oh in district play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, they're, they're playing well. Uh, Ricardo Felix has done a great job with them. And, and uh, we, we kind of expected them to have a pretty good season coming into this year just because they had a lot coming back. A lot of their talent from last year were, you know, freshmen and sophomores. And, um, of course, everyone knows London Smith, uh, a kid that certainly has good genes uh, as the son of Stacy Smith and Rodney Smith, who, uh, you know, did it in high school, did it at Baylor. They were great athletes in their own regard, but London is certainly carrying that banner along. But he's, you know, he's not alone. I mean, that's a team, I think, that has, you know, four or five guys that can hit you for 20 points on a given night. And and maybe it is London Smith, this next answer, Bryce, but in the games that you've been to this year, is there any one player around here that is just worth the price of admission by themselves that we need to see before they hit the big time? Wow, uh, great question. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of those kind of guys, uh, uh and and girls for that matter. I mean, uh, to me, one that uh, is just jumping to mind. Another team we've covered recently at the trip, but um, I mean, I saw Jordan Mitchell, uh, freshman girl at Lorena, play in the volleyball season, and um, and really volleyball is kind of almost her second sport, but she's starting to really love it because she's good at it. Uh, but she's you know, six three, six four as a freshman. She's the daughter of a of a former Baylor women's basketball player, Mar- Monica Arnold Mitchell, who played for Kim Mulkey uh, back, you know, twenty years ago or so. Um, 
And Lorena has always had, you know, good, solid teams under Rodney G, but they haven't always had like a six three, six four girl who could go up and get rebounds and block shots. I mean, they, you know, they've had a bunch of little scrappy white girls, basically, <laughs> just, to, just to just to put it out there. But uh, but Jordan is a different kind of player. Um, and I think that that um, is obviously fun to watch, but it also kind of brings another dimension to Lorena uh, and, you know, kind of makes them a team to watch, I think, in the playoffs. Bryce Cherry with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And, Bryce, you cover the Bears uh, very well. And last night they get a, a win against BYU. Had to fight for it a little bit last night for the Bears. Had to fight for it really the last two games, I think. I mean, uh, obviously they, they had to sort of grind it out in, in Stillwater. And, um, you know, and they had to grind it out again sort of last night. I mean, it was 20-13 uh, to 13 BYU you know, early in the game, Baylor got off to kind of a, a ragged shooting start. They didn't shoot it very well the other day in Stillwater, at least from three. Uh, and, um, you know, that was kind of the case again for a while. Then they started hitting threes and ultimately hit, you know, 43% of their threes on the game last night. Um, that's a team that can get hot in a hurry. I just think, you know, it, do do the Bears have – some flaws. I mean, everybody has flaws. I mean, uh, but I have seen like people sometimes just overreact to the fact that maybe the uh, the Oklahoma State game was closer than than they expected, or you know that they didn't come out and just run over BYU. Uh, you know what? I mean, first of all, nobody is 1990 UNLV anymore. I mean, this is college <laughs> basketball in 2023 or 2024, and. Uh, you know, everybody's good. Every, you know, the parody, there's just not that much level of separation between, um, you know, number one and number 68 sometimes. And, um, and you see that it's, you know, it, it's not like Kansas, uh, obviously at home had to struggle to get past uh, TCU in the big 12 opener. We saw Purdue and Houston go down last night. I mean, this is college basketball. And um, so I, I just think don't panic Baylor fans. You know, I mean, uh, you're going to have tough games. You're going to lose some games in the big 12. This conference is, is too good for that not to happen. But I personally think this team has depth. It has scoring and it still has a little ways to go on defense but man it has a lot of defensive potential I think Langston Love has come a long way as a defender I think Jalen Bridges is a guy that uh, he can really guard people too um, you know so I think this team hasn't reached its potential as a defensive team but man if they ever figure that out that's what's going to make them really tough in March because they've got the scoring and they've got the guard play. And to kind of extend on that a little bit, because I actually agree with you wholeheartedly on that defensive potential. You know, we see it with these individual guys who get better as the season goes on. Uh, and I was thinking this at the beginning of the year as well. Do you think it would have 
were you expecting it to be a little bit more advanced by now, the, how much Baylor had improved defensively as we talk in almost the middle of January here? Or are, is that not much of a concern for you as long as it keeps getting keeps getting more positive on the defensive side? I think it's a great question, and yes, I mean to answer your tw- question truthfully, I thought uh, I thought it might be a little further along by now. But they've also played some really good teams that could score the ball. I mean BYU included. I mean BYU came into the the game last night as the national leader in assists per game. They're a team that really cuts well, passes well, um, shoots it well. I mean uh, they had a guy. Uh, that was coming off of a nine three-pointer game, you know, um, coming into yesterday's game, and they held him to, what, two or three, I think, threes, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, a lot better than nine. Um, So, yeah, I I do think it – I did think it would be a little further along, um, but I think it's also maybe just a testament to the the schedule of – of you know they've played and the teams they've gone up against that can really execute at a high level. So, um, you know, ultimately, I think with like the on-ball pressure that they have with Jaden Nunn, I think he's uh, you know capable of being you know a Davion Mitchell type guy. I know that's high praise uh, because Davion was a national defense, defensive mm-hmm. player of the year, but. Uh, he's capable of being that guy, I think. And then you've got, I think, a different dimension that Baylor really hasn't had maybe since Epe Udo, uh, and that's a rim protector on a really high level in, in Eve Meesing. Now, Eve had kind of a rough game last night. Uh, obviously, the big thing with him is just going to you know, be keeping him out of foul trouble, Um I'd like to see a little bit more from Josh Ojanwuna when he comes into the game. He has such a good wingspan, but sometimes, uh, you know, gets outfought for for rebounds or, uh, you know, doesn't get as many blocked shots as I think he should for his wingspan. But um, so, you know, again, there's there's areas that need improvement, but uh, but they are trending in the right direction. Bryce Cherry with the Waco Trib with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Bryce, I certainly appreciate the time. As always, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. There he goes. Bryce Cherry got his finger on the pulse of high school basketball. Playoffs right around the corner. And, of course, covers the Bears very, very well. And, and I agree with him on, on the defensive side of things. We were talking last night in a text message, and I think that that's the biggest difference in this team right now. Yeah, and I – actually like agreed with him 100% not that that's a wild thing but I, he was like taking the words out of my mouth you could see it game in game out from this team even the Jaden Nunn point which I think too I mean he looks like Davion Mitchell out there he's not quite there and that's just the way that it is with this team that there is still time to figure this out I mean we're we're two and a half months almost from from the NCAA tournament uh, but if they can take that up a notch there is there is no bounds to this team. I, I think they are they are that talented on the offensive side. They are that deep. This is maybe the deepest that Scott Drew's ever had a team. Um, I mean, some of those 2010, 2012 Elite Eight teams were pretty deep too, but uh, the skill that he can roll out, especially offensively and how deep they are, and with the individual defenders they have on this team, it it should continue to get better. And the frustrating part about it too is it looks so good in spurts. 
Mm-hmm. It's the same way last night. I mean, when they need four or five minutes of really good defense, they can give it to you. I just need like 30-35. They need that <laughs> lockdown defense. Yes, yes. And if they if they get there, which maybe I'm naive, I do think they can get to, uh, the, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a team that, that can beat them on a night where they're even shooting half their potential. Another this is the coach, best three-point shooting team in the country. Another coach is out in the NFL. We'll talk about it next on the Press Box. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Prescott's back to throw, looking right. Only heard here. Throws it in the end zone, caught for a touchdown in the back of the end zone. All season. By C.D. Lamb. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Packers. Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. Price number 132092. Eligible trade in. Acquire for full discount. See dealer for details. Save big at the New Year New Truck Savings Event at Richard Carr. GMC Sierra is the best truck on the road with the ride of a luxury sedan inside a powerful work truck. Right now, save $10,000 on a GMC Sierra SLT with a 5.3 liter V8 and a multi-pro tailgate. Richard Carr also has big savings on over 100 new and used trucks in stock right now. Call now, get here now, or log on now for the New Year New Truck Savings at Richard Carr. Richard Carr. They have the truck for you. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Gish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. Everything we do, we do for you. 
First Central Credit Union, free reward checking earns 5% APY, refunds all your ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money too. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's our superpower, and it's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Aaron Sexton on the wheels of steel. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the press box. Another NFL coach is not going to be a headed coach coming up next year. And... Probably the most surprising move so far. Absolutely. This was like minutes, by the way, minutes after I was on this very airwaves talking (laughs) about how I'm surprised we haven't seen more coaches fired. Mm -hmm. Well, you just got it done. Pete Carroll will no longer serve as a Seattle Seahawks coach, and he'll move into an advisory role uh, for Jody Allen. Uh, They announced that just a few minutes ago, and he's the winningest coach in Seahawks history. But it doesn't sound like... Maybe it was a mutual thing, or maybe it was a Pete Carroll thing. It doesn't – the word fired never came up. Yeah. It just uh, says surprise, out. It wouldn't surprise me. He's in his 70s. Just says out yeah. as the head coach. I, okay. So, either way, he's not going to be the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, and he's going to move to an advisory role. I don't – I'm like you. I don't think that that's – to me, it's a little bit of a surprise because I just didn't see it coming because they had – he got them to a pretty decent right. year overall. It's, but maybe he's to the point where, you know what, I'm just tired of roaming the sidelines. And that's probably it. If the terminology was fired, it would be really surprising. We talked about this in the break, but, you know, I mean, Seattle's a, a team and a franchise in limbo right now. They're they're in purgatory of the NFL where you don't want to be, where you're either just making the playoffs or just missing the playoffs and you're picking in the middle of the first round or up towards the 20. Right, you don't want to be there. But that said, I mean, they've been lingering here for th- three or four years now, at least. So it would have been surprising if they were just like, ah, oh, you know what, we're done with this mm-hmm. after we mortgaged our future on you building this back up. So him stepping away is is more, that, that makes some more sense. Now, this has a major ripple effect with the Dallas Cowboys. And you Cowboys fans, you remember those great Seahawks teams, the Legion of Boom? Mm-hmm. Remember who their DC was? Who? One Dan Quinn. Oh, no. I forgot about that. Oh, no. Great point. So long, Danny. I mean, he's got to be number one on their list. I would think so. Sure, they'll make a call to Vrabel. Absolutely. But does that change everything that RJ Ochoa said? Because RJ said that for Dan Quinn, He's got to be very, very careful yep. of what job he takes and know that he has a legitimate shot at being successful because job number two prevents you from getting job number three. Yeah. it's We kind of talked about with Harbaugh the rare leverage that he has, but we do see this from NFL coordinators every couple of years, right, where it's a guy who was okay as a head coach and – then he rehabs his image a little bit and 
he's a hot commodity again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't mean they get that third job guaranteed. It's it's second or bust. But I mean, we I hate to bring this name up again, but it's what Bill Belichick did. I mean, we we see it all the time. And I mean, Pete Carroll. Um, but Dan Quinn is in that great leverage situation where he could be a little choosy. He knows all the teams that have vacancies right now are, are contacting him one way or the other. And if I'm Dan Quinn, it's Seattle and there's no number two. If Seattle's given me the call, I'm not listening to anybody else. This is where I've had the most success as a coach in my life. I won a Super Bowl there. It got me that first head coaching job. It's a pretty stable franchise. You know, again, they're in purgatory, which is not great, but uh, that's a, a stable ownership. You've got um, one of the most stable coaches in the league the last decade who is still in the building. Uh, what we'll, we'll look at that as a good thing for now. Um, he like He's in a pretty good situation there. I think for both sides, Dan, Dan Quinn's thinking Seattle. Seattle's thinking Dan Quinn. Out of the seven jobs that are open now, are the two best jobs now, the Chargers and the Seattle slide into that second slot automatically? Yeah. Yeah, and ooh, if I'm a coach, I might even like Seattle better. I mean, the, the benefit of the Chargers is they have something that is a golden nugget in the NFL, which is a young and talented quarterback on his rookie contract. But that has just been... A mess the last couple of seasons. I would, I would personally almost think Seattle is better. But yes, th- those are one and two. And I do think Vegas is still an attractive job, not at the level of those two. But maybe I'm being naive. I think Vegas has gotten, or the Raiders in general has gotten a lot of that chaos out of the system. Mm-hmm. I think they've been pretty well run the last couple of years under Mark. But uh, yeah, those are the two. Those are the two: Seattle and LA. Two good cities to live in. If and you I got the money. I don't think it's close to anybody else. Right no, now. no. I mean, I unless New Washington, England opens up. Washington does nothing for me. Ooh. I mean, a lot of people saying that's the number one job out there. Graveyard. I I don't think it is absolute graveyard. I don't think it is. I think the Chargers is a better job, and I think that right now Seattle is number two for me. I mean, look, Washington is the number two pick, but. Yeah, but that franchise is such a mess. It's a it, that is not a band-aid. Fire. I mean, that is such a short-term band-aid and obviously that is a pick that, you know, 30 other teams want, but it is kind of a crapshoot these days with how many quarterbacks get taken at the at the top of the draft. Mm-hmm. It really is and I would rather mortgage my future as a coach on Justin Herbert versus maybe Drake May, maybe Caleb Williams. You know, I, I I would take that 10 times out of 10 over Washington. And that's just that portion of Washington, Not alone, let alone the, I mean, hopefully just turning around that ownership situation, uh, the dilapidated stadium, the, the loss of, complete loss of interest from a fan base, a tough division, all of that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. No, I think Atlanta... Is got to be the third yeah. job out there just because of the young talent that they have. Um, and then I'd put, talk about a winnable division. Oof. Yeah, and <laughs> it's a very winnable division. <laughs> and then you put the Raiders in that fourth slot for me. Yeah. I, I I think that there there is some upside to the Vegas Raiders. 
There is, and, and we saw it with what could be considered a downside right now, is they kept winning. They kept winning under Antonio Pierce. They, they probably shouldn't have. I mean, they're, what did we say yesterday? They picked up 13th. Mm-hmm. Which talk about purgatory, man. That's that's a bad place to be in when you've struggled for years. But there's clearly there is there is talent there, and there is a will to win there. Antonio Pierce is not, probably not your head coach. You need to go out and get someone else, and you need to get a quarterback. But the rest of the pieces are in there, which is which is not always the case for a team that's looking for a head coach. It's going to be interesting because. After this weekend, we'll start seeing some things unfold after Wild Card Weekend. Absolutely. It, Once it, some of these coaches are done for the season. Yep, yeah, it, You'll start seeing some things unfold. And, and again, we're hearing that Dan Quinn is supposed to interview after the Wild Card game next week with the Chargers. And I don't. I think it was – who was the other one he was going to interview with? Chargers? Was it the Raiders? I don't I think, think it, it was. Was it not? Washington? I don't remember which team it was. Maybe the Titans. Ah, oh, that so, sounds right. That sounds right. So, I mean, I don't know. And, I, and, but I think I think that all that's off the table for Dan Quinn now. Because if Seattle picks up the phone and calls him today, that meeting happens next Monday. To to the point where I think and they it's not going to be much of a it, it. and it's not going to be much of a meeting. Yeah. I I wouldn't be stunned at all if Pete Pete called him last night and said, "Hey, Here's this is going to break. This is what I'm doing. I, you know, it's kind of yours if you want it kind of thing. And does that, if the Cowboys make the conference championship, does that shuffle things up? That I mean, that's that's three weeks from now. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, they can agree with something before then. Sure. You could always pull the parcels. Mm-hmm. Just agree before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't know. By the way, do you know what Pete Carroll's last head coaching job in the NFL was before the Seahawks? Was it the Jets? No. Okay. The Patriots. Patriots. All right. Which could be open. I'm just saying. He's not going. <laughs> you don't think so? No. By the way, I mean, can I get a little poetic with Pete Carroll a little bit? I'm stunned at his second wave of success in the NFL. I mean... It, he was jumping ship at USC, a ship that was going down hard, that was partially his own doing there in, in L.A., goes to the NFL, gets the full organizational control, and it just didn't seem like one of those things that was going to work. You know, one of these rah-rah college guys. Uh, it doesn't really work in the pros. We have seen example after example after example going decades about how that does not work mm-hmm. with the professionals. And it worked, man. He goes to back-to-back Super Bowls. He wins one of them. They are the toast of the NFC for a good five years there. Like, he, he's had a heck of a run. But the man's getting old. He's in his 70s. Mm-hmm. By the time he just advises people. I <laughs> wow. <guess>. I'm harsh. <laughs> what can I say? It's tough. I mean, he'll probably... I, it wouldn't stun me if he's more or less running that organization. No, it wouldn't stun me either. And... Why not? You could do a lot worse than Pete Carroll. I'll tell I you was that much. Say, I, <laughs> hadn't he earned a little bit of that? Sure. I would think. Getting the band now, back together. I Pete don't Carroll, know. Dan Quinn. I mean, they as a team advisor, I don't know. I mean, that could go so many, so right. many different ways. It could be one of those guys who's never there, or it could be Tom Coughlin in Jacksonville. 
yeah. who was kind of running that team. I think he ended up becoming the president, but you know what I mean. I just it again, it could go so many different ways that you just you don't know what that actually means. Does that mean he's in the building every day? Does that mean he's at home? <laughs> yeah. And you have a question, he you pick up the phone that's the hotline to Pete Carroll. He's always available. I don't know. And who knows if it's a good thing or a bad thing. If he is in the in the facility, I would tend to say it's not a great thing when you've got a new head coach, but who knows? Sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. But this is the most surprising one. I would have said Vrabel before that, but surprising and not surprising. I mean, the timing, you know, they've been wallowing in purgatory the last couple of years. He is in his 70s, but you just felt with the leash they gave him the last couple of years that, that they would stick with him mm-hmm. a little bit longer, but it does sound like he might be saying, you know what, that's it for me. And, and can't blame the guy. Absolutely. Not a lot. He's accomplished a lot, man. Big 12 basketball coming up tonight. Number three, Kansas at UCF, and number nine, Oklahoma at TCU. And... Big game. That's on ESPN2. I'll be locked into that one. I think it's going to be a good Big 12 basketball game. Especially what TCU showed us over the weekend. Yeah, They should have Kansas on the road. We talked with Stephen Simcox about this last week. These first three games they have were were and are Kansas, OU, Houston. Doesn't get much tougher than that to open up the conference schedule, but they looked impressive. As impressive as they've looked all season against Kansas. And Oklahoma's one of those teams. We'll see if they can hang around. Them and BYU were the two surprises in the rankings going into the conference schedule. Uh, I I like Oklahoma, to be honest with you, in this season, but we'll see if they can hang around. All right, that's going to do it for us. Coming up next, J-Mo will be here from 2 to 3, followed by the Matt Mosley Show and then Baylor Women's Basketball, all right here on ESPN Central Texas. For Cam and Aaron, I'm Ward White. Until next time, so long, everybody. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. To me, it was kind of a rude awakening for the ponies. Paid their way to be with the big boys in a Power 5 conference. I don't think we should read too much into these bowl games, but if you're going to complain that you should be in a New Year's Six Bowl, you better go handle a 6-6 six and six ACC team. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Hey folks, Terry Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as 